Uh, what we're going to look into today is the life of a stager, how they started, what's going on in the industry, you know, how they have a competitive advantage, how they help realtors, all that fun stuff. Hey everybody, it's David Chinelli here with DC Talks Podcast. I got a really special guest. Well, two guests, you know, we don't <laughs> always bring two guests on, but today's a special treat. Uh, what we're going to look into today is the life of a stager, how they started, what's going on in the industry, you know, how they have a competitive advantage, how they help realtors, all that fun stuff. So without further ado, I'm going to give you my special realtor, sorry, my special stagers. <laughs> I almost called you guys realtors. My secret weapon, my lovely wife and Julia, who are both partners at Spaces Collective yeah. Staging Company. Welcome. Does your wife have a name? My <laughs> wife has a name. It is Natalie Balincinelli. <laughs> and those of you that watch, you know, follow along with us on Instagram, see our weekly Stager's Corner segment. And Again, thanks. Julia, you have to, one of these days, you do have to come make an appearance with us. I will. I love I that. Will. You I started promise. that. Yeah, I know. It's just easier because Natalie and I do in the house, right? So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so for those of the people that don't know, want to see like how you guys got started, you know, what it's like, like I mentioned in the intro. So where we're going to start in the beginning is that, so Julia, obviously yes. Natalie and I have known each other for a number of years. Mm -hmm. We met each other, I think was in, I was in grade eight, you're in grade seven. That's right. So we go way back, but most people don't know, you guys also kind of go way back. How did that actually start? Well, it's a bit, uh, it's actually a bit layered. So we met through a mutual friend and then kind of found out from there that our mothers used to work together. Um, and for then how long? For, like for years and years. years. Yeah. Long, and long, then yeah. they were, they have a mutual, really good friend. Um, and so that's, and then we met through a mutual friend as well. And then it's, and then we moved on to the same street that you guys lived on randomly. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Well, it wasn't so random. You lived next door to us. <laughs> like no, we moved on to that street though, randomly. Yeah. Like yeah. It, oh, we yeah, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And actually really, as we started to peel back those layers, it was just kind of crazy. We found out like we, our birthdays are three days oh, apart. Yeah. Our kids' birthdays are really close together. Me and like, Paul, like, nine so days apart. Julia, your apart. husband and I, our, our birthdays are like on a week a apart. A week apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like we've been living these parallel <laughs> lives and like they've been so parallel that we should have met a long time ago. Yeah. And finally, you know, finally yeah. they intersected. Yeah. I, yeah. I really think it just solidifies like what's meant to be is meant to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. now we have Spaces Collective, but Spaces Collective didn't just start, right? So Natalie and I have been like, uh, Natalie used to be my secret weapon, but used to be a photographer when you were my secret weapon. So what people don't know is uh, when I started in real estate, uh, I would want to go to a listing presentation. I would talk to the potential buyers. I say, well, I have a great staging consultant. Never told them it was my wife. Uh, <laughs> and at the time, Natalie was a photographer, um, you know, came from her history of guests and the corporate was doing and then, then transitioned to a full-time photographer. But she always had a knack for, you know, looking at great you know, houses and then being able to, you know, decorate houses and not decorate, but, you know, just style them nicely. So I would have her walk through the home and, you know, start, you know, you know telling people what they needed to do. And then yeah. eventually we started buying some furniture. But before Spaces Collective, how did you guys collaborate to become, to figure out, you know, you guys would be good business partners? Well, <laughs> um, I think it happened coincidentally, actually. So we used to have a blog together. Um, mm. So one summer, um, I was on maternity leave, and we were kind of just hanging out in my backyard with all of the kids. And I 
just brought up the idea of, hey, should, do you want to start a blog? So literally that afternoon, we kind of like started a blog. <laughs> um, so she. And how did that happen? Which, so because because Natalie took the pictures and you uh, did the exactly. write ups. That happened. Yeah. So yeah. I used to handle a lot of the writing from my background in communications, and then Natalie was the photographer, and so we. It was like a great match and it was the perfect thing. And then we kind of realized from there, we really don't love the whole lifestyle aspect of the blog, but we really loved the design aspect of it. And so we kind of wanted to like narrow in more on that. And at that point, Natalie had started doing a little bit of staging for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had moved to the east end of Toronto. Yeah, I jumped ship. <laughs> so for those who don't know, like we used to, sh- like we used to be next door neighbors. Yeah, and we even didn't have a fence between us. There at no some fence. point, even our fat cat would work its way <laughs> over to you, and we get a phone call from Julia, and she's like, uh, "Charlotte's over here, just sunbathing on her deck, yeah. like literally, like or so in your house, in my house." Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. A couple times she went in your. I house. found her in my basement once. Yeah. 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 So you jumped ship. You went to the east end, and but that actually helped me before you guys started the company that you did a couple of walkthroughs exactly for me as well. exactly so i uh i helped you out of bed and and i think at that point natalie was like well i would like lo- like to get going on a staging business um but i need a partner and we always joke and say like we would never in a million years ever 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 do this alone and start a staging company and and do it alone and so it was kind of a, a natural fit yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it's funny because you guys have I wouldn't say different personalities, but it's funny. Their personalities, I guess it meshes well because it's like, well, it, that's probably the aspect. You guys aren't the same. You always button heads all the time, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or at least not what I see. <laughs> what happens behind the scenes, maybe? Well, I don't know. You guys, we I don't won't talk about that. We won't talk about that exactly. Yeah. We're still here almost five years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a good question. So, yeah, how long has it been around? And you just recently got incorporated as well. How was that process? Uh, oh, God. It was so challenging because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and we, oh, also- sorry. And the reason why I asked that is because there's a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this and they wanted to give yeah. a little bit of insight into, um, in getting incorporated. So yeah, yeah go ahead. Sorry. Um, that. so I, I mean, prior to spaces when we were a partnership, I've had a couple of other businesses that were all either sole proprietorships or partnerships. So I kind of knew what I was doing in that respect. But once we incorporated, my God, there's just so many more rigid rules, um, and yeah. things that you really need to be aware of that you, again, you don't know what you don't know. So it's been a really big learning process. We're almost a year in right now. And I feel like we've kind of got everything handled. And hopefully we'll be surprised next (laughs) week with something new and maybe during our first tax run, but (laughs) we'll see from there. You were saying the other day you went to just with RBC, they made you write something, which was funny because it's actually a corporation. They made you write a letter saying that. uh, No, no, we were closing down. We had kept the partnership bank account open because again, you have to open a new bank account for the corporation, even though, yeah, there was, oh God, it was Spaces Collective and Spaces Collective Inc. So people were just not understanding. So we finally went to close the bank account for Spaces Collective Partnership. And as a business account, they wouldn't allow us to do it. We needed to write a personal letter with a date and why we wanted to close the account. And then they would send it off to head office to determine if we were closing it for the right reasons. I have no idea why they needed this, but we still don't have the account closed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just a lot of formalities that we just didn't really realize or know about. Like you yeah. said, like you just yeah. don't know until you know, right? So funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how did it, like when you started in staging? So you guys made a pretty big splash right away. Like, why was that? Like, 
I understand, like, you know, we can see that, but for the people that don't notice, like, you guys have done very, very well. I'm not your only realtor. I'm actually one of your smallest, you know, clients, I guess you say. You have some <laughs> big names under your belt. How did that happen? How's the transition? How's it changed? Like, when you first start out, how did you get momentum and where did you start and how did it start? Maybe let's start with that one. Like, how did you start and where did you get the name and how did it snowball so quickly? Funny enough, we didn't, like, there wasn't a process to how we started. I think we just, Jumped in yeah. head first and we started. We started building our inventory, um, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was predominantly like what we could get for the next project. Um, but th- that being said, like, where did you find clients? Like, were you reaching out to realtors? Were you saying, Hey, we're a new client, want to try us out? Or are you just going on Instagram? Like, how did that start? We were really fortunate to enter at a time when the market was at an all time high. It was soaring. There was business coming from everywhere and anywhere. And we decided, so we started on social media. Um, we were very comfortable with that from the blog. Mm-hmm. Natalie was still taking our photos of our stages. It was also a niche market where our, our, um, design style, our staging style wasn't broadly adopted just yet. Um, and what would you classify that style? I would say it's like fairly modern, but yet still very warm. Um, yeah. So we were hitting that right demographic that was purchasing at the time. So yeah. young families, 30 to forties. Um, there's a lot of traditional styling yes. out there right now in the staging world. Um, and we were, a departure from that. So there was a handful of people in the city who were doing it really well, but to serve the entire market and you know how many realtors, what is it up to now? Uh, there's 70,000 realtors yeah. in the Toronto real estate board. And we just heard over 95,000 in Ontario itself. Yowza. So if you imagine there's a handful of us that are doing one specific aesthetic. So really modern, really warm, really catering to these demographics um, that we're keying in on. And not so many others. So we were in demand right away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really, we just got pushed right, like into the, into the fire right <laughs> yeah. away. And so then like kind of leading up to the COVID times, we were still like busier than ever. And mm-hmm. then sort of right after that is when the interest rates started spiking. And once that kind of happened, things, people were not buying as, they weren't um, buying as quickly. And like, you would start to see, you know, offer dates on a property, um, properties, like, especially a condo, for example, they were selling within a week, if that, pre-interest rate hikes. And then post-interest rate hikes, say that three times fast, the market just kept, um, it just like came to a, a grinding halt. So we were, we were definitely like taken aback by that. Yeah. yeah, I noticed like, so uh, for those that don't know, like the, the way that usually staging works, uh, like your your fee structure where like if somebody wants to hire you, it's usually a month and after that there's a fee, mm-hmm. like how does that yep. work? And then so something like this, if something stays on, on market longer, it's probably actually more beneficial for you. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. Um, but at the same time, we were, you know, we were getting a lot of questions about extending the initial term, extending the second month, third month, fourth month. Um, because nobody really had the confidence that things were going to sell and turn as quickly as they had been. Um, so we were navigating some, some tricky waters because we didn't know when things were coming back. Um, so also we weren't able to plan forward. So in a, in the market, how it was when we first started, we knew things were going to turn within that 30 days. So then we could allocate that product 
to the next thing, to the next thing. And our lead times were between four to six weeks Mm -hmm. at the time. And we were always confident we had the inventory to support our projects. Now in this new landscape, we just didn't have the confidence um, to be able to say, okay, well, we know this project is going to turn or this, this condo is going to turn within two weeks. So we know we can move it forward. So not only was there, you know, a struggle with the realtors, but there's a struggle on our side where it's like, we can't buy more because we're just cannibalizing all of our profits and revenue when we don't know when the next, um, when the next job is going to be or when that, that one is going to turn. So it was really tricky, um, for us to navigate. But the one thing I will say is that we had some really great, um, developer partners Mm -hmm. and that really helped float us a lot. So still residential. Um, but when we work with the developers, it's a little bit different than working with, you know, kind of like a one-off, uh, real estate transaction. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? So with the developer, like, so one of the Mm -hmm. questions I was asking on, on my list here was like, that'd be one of your partners. So developers, how does that differ? How would they, so you're saying, is it like a six month contract or something like that? Or what is it? Is it a one off or there are multiple settings? How does that work? Yeah. So I think the biggest difference is a lot of the time they're model suites. And so we're planning for that inventory to be in a space for six months to a year at least. Gotcha. Um, and so, or until a property sells, which, um, they hold on to it to, to sort of act as a model suite. So, um, typically it's like, you know, a lot of passive income, I would say, where Mm. we're just kind of, we've installed once and then we know in a year we're taking it all down. But the downside to that is we don't have access to that inventory. And so when kind of like lead times to get our hands on new inventory, we're like lagging months and months to get our hands on, like, let's say a new sofa it it was incredibly difficult uh on our end especially cuz we had the demand and we were turning down jobs at, in some instances because we just couldn't we didn't have the inventory to sort of yeah. to furnish that, them that's probably been one of the most stressful things yeah. that we've we've been through over the last year year and a half yeah um just the the lead times and the availability was one thing and then after things became available the prices just shot up oh man so that's also actually been quite a bit of a challenge for us where the prices of furniture has gone up. The prices of homes have kind of stabilized. So it's hard for us to increase our prices yeah. and so justify our, that. and justify that um, when the realtors aren't, they're not seeing the uptick on their end. So it's, that's Damn been realtors, a really, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's been a real, real big balancing act. Yeah. So for inventory, how long do things usually last, whether you buy a couch, is it, you have like a couple of years, you have soft items. Is there like a shelf life for everything you buy and then, or how does that work? Yeah. I think a lot of it depends on the quality of what it is. Um, and like, let's say, you know, from, if it's coming from a big box place, like Ikea, for example, it doesn't transport well. Like imagine, you know, this stuff is going, is being assembled and disassembled and brought on a truck multiple times mm-hmm. within, you know, a six month period. Sorry, so I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about how many times Natalie and I got into fights putting Ikea furniture together. Yes. And then it's like, oh. well, the, the day before our oldest daughter was born, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> I got, so Natalie had decided in our old house that she wanted to put together a couch from Ikea. Yeah. And I, we were fighting the whole time. Her mom, she called her mom over and her, like, I just, I had enough. Sure enough, the, the I guess you were nesting and that's why you needed to do it. But it was like, we, I thought we were just going to kill each other that day. 
Good yeah. old Ikea. So as soon as you say Ikea, I'm just like, it gives bad thought to my <laughs> Yeah. I've witnessed many marital spats, guys, I have to say. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> See, when, we, when we worked it out, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like the builder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so in our relationship, I don't touch Ikea furniture. I don't touch many furniture. I don't touch anything, actually. No. No, no, no. I, I, and if I do, it's all by myself. So funny enough, Natalie has an incredible knack for reading Ikea instructions. Like most, the, most people yeah. can't read read in ikea instructions she is like it's like, as though she's written them it's incredible it's actually funny though because you think ikea stuff is hard but then you buy something from like oh anywhere else and you look at their instructions and you're like oh my god who are these geniuses at ikea <laughs> like they're uh, they're amazing so right. it's, it's all relative but ikea's it's come true. a long way with their instructions i'll give you that oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no but i can come in and look out like something will be like one third of the way done i'll be like that's in the wrong spot <laughs> that's upside down that's upside down oh, yeah, and then that's... i have to restart it <laughs> <laughs> so one thing we you guys touched on which i had a chance to before we're saying when with the height when you started to get busy was right before the pandemic mm -hmm. and i don't know if people know or not but i was on a tv show called hot market and we were on hgtv and we aired in february 3rd i believe it was 2020 and wow. I was what on four or five episodes and both of you guys were on that show, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Natalie and yeah. I had a staging job. I think it was one of our last ones. And you and Paul, your husband were on another episode with me. We were getting your backyard together in front yard and yep. potentially sell, which still hasn't sold yet. The name, but a different story. <laughs> uh, and then we you guys were on one together. Do you think having that exposure helped you at all or not at all? Huh, that's a tough that's one. That's an interesting question. Um, it's really hard to gauge, um, just like our Instagram yeah. account. Like we know some business comes from there, but you don't know where that could lead. Um, and you don't know who's seen it and then told somebody else and then told somebody else. Um, we get jobs randomly and they'll be like, Oh, you worked with so and so. We're like, Oh, we never worked with so and so. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really hard to tell. I can't definitively say, yeah. yes, this helped us out. A yeah. lot. Um, or X amount so of you're business. you're saying I don't help you at all? Like, what's going on? Guys? Come on. Like, give me some props. Come on. <laughs> we, we just can't quantify it. Yeah. That's what she's trying to say. Well, the funniest thing is Natalie would come home one day and she's like, oh, do you know this realtor's in your office? She you watches all your stuff. She says, you're really good friends. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I'm like, I have no idea. It happens on more than one occasion, but yeah. I joke around. But sometimes mm -hmm. I look, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that person. But it's like, yeah. it's, but that happens too, right? Like, I guess, but yeah. that's just, it's funny. It's not just from me. It's yeah. from other people too. They're like. They say yeah. it all the time. Like, oh. well, it, it's it's funny. It's always a little bit jarring. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen every once in a while where somebody will recognize us. And but it'll mostly be from in, like from Instagram. Yeah. Nobody's ever recognized us from HG. TV, but we'll, no. we'll be in home sense and you see somebody looking there, we're like, Are you spaces collected? It's like, <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah. I swear. It just, I've been stopped crossing yeah. the street and someone's like, Hey, I know you. You're from Spaces Collective. I was like, Uh, yes, yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a funny feeling. You stop, do autographs. Yeah. 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 Say, Carry a sharpie. Yeah. 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 ready to go. Yeah. Have those little face cards. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we need headshots. Yeah. So you ever thought about uh, doing TV shows on your own if somebody has approached you or is it, are you too busy these days? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, I think we'd have to really evaluate it um, yeah. and see because a lot of our time is eaten up by just the staging and running the business. So and being mothers and being mothers. Yeah. yeah and that wives comes. and wives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Somewhat good wives. Somewhat. Somewhat. We try. <laughs> so I just look at your experience on HDTV and I think about if that opportunity crossed your path today, mm -hmm. would you even be able to take it on? 
I think I'd be able to take it on now, but I'd have to rely heavily on Julia. It was behind me and or Elisa, depending on the time and yeah. market, because when I was starting HDV, I just had the virtual assistants. They were kind of taking on the role and I wasn't as busy as I am now. But we've also worked on a lot of our infrastructure. So it's now, you know, it's different yeah. for showing something. So for for listings, if I'm getting more listings, I would have a little more time. I just have to shut off the phone and mm-hmm. basically say, hey, I, like, you know, put on there or just have them answered. So there's a ways around it. I absolutely relish an opportunity to do it one more time to see how busy we were with this type of market. But I get what you're saying. You can always work around it. I would never say yeah. no to an opportunity, especially yeah. something like that. And yeah. I would suggest mm-hmm. that for the same. Somebody comes to you instead of saying, no, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, let's see how we can work it out. Right. Yeah. I think it would, it would just mean a complete restructuring of how we do things today. But I think anything's possible. Right. Yeah. And, especially if and I would hate business. to say no to an opportunity like that. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. funny on that note, I was doing a deep dive on our previous projects and we use the spreadsheet to kind of track everything very easily. Mm-hmm. And I was looking back in like 2021, um, 2020, even 2019, and like just the amount of projects and our growth and how busy we thought we were and how busy we felt. And oh, man, now so- I look at the processes we put into place and how much we can actually have out at one time yeah. or the amount of projects we can take on. Like I think when I was, I've just been working on some backend stuff on our, on our inventory list. And, um, I think we have 25 projects out right now. Amazing. At a, like in one go. So it's like in terms of inventory, brain power, yeah, staff capacity, it's like that would have been oh. mind blowing three years ago. Yeah. So well, uh, cardiac arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's just, like, you have brought on staff, which is great. And you're always looking mm-hmm. at that, which has really helped you and help, it's helped my business as well. Cause I, I, I yeah. can't even have access to you. Like Natalie has to come do a walkthrough for me. She's like, okay, like, you know, you have your, your staging system. She's going to handle this one. This is like, okay, <laughs> like, it's good to go. But at yeah. least I have somebody there I can count on, which is great. And I just pay them directly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people don't realize that. Everyone thinks that I get you for free. I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> the only thing I get for free is basically my I own most of my furniture, but I still right. have to pay for the storage. I have to pay for you to walk through. I have like, yeah. yeah, I get a somewhat of a discount, but not it's not free by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, yeah. not at all. And and a lot of the times, like uh, let's look at right now, for example, you've got so many listings coming out, all of your inventory is eat, eaten up. So I have to figure out what we need from the spaces inventory, whether mm-hmm. it's a full project, half a project. Um, and kind of fill in those gaps. And now you're at the point where I'm actually not even filling gaps. We're just filling it with, with our stuff. So yeah, which I have to pay you for. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. On a, on a different topic now, like, well, kind of like similar. Is there something still in this business you guys have been in for five years now that still kind of gives you an adrenaline rush, a little bit of a high? Or is it like, when, you know, when we first started real estate too, we'd, I'd have a deal and we're like so excited. And now it's kind of like, okay, I got a deal. It's, it's kind of like, like a 50 goal score, right? And the first, the first year in the league, you score, you're so happy. And then after like, you know, you've done this four times, you're like, it's like old hat. Is there something that still kind of gives you that little like adrenaline rush? I know my answer. Yeah, I have an answer too. (laughs) So my answer is like just a really nice modern. That's exactly (laughs) like a really nice Nice, modern, just just a stunner of a house, and it has to be clean. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. surprise, surprise, and vacant, (laughs) clean and vacant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we both still really get excited when we see that projects come in through our inquiries and. 
it's like, I mean, it could be a new build. It could be an, an, yeah. an older, existing, older, existing, um, Victorian and like Trinity Bellwoods. Like those are always amazing. But yeah. when it's a project that we would get excited about to style ourselves and like, you know, you start put, putting the furniture and the artwork in and, and it's just like, you know, it's going to be incredible. And then you get there, yeah. you install everything. And it's great. And then I don't know when I take my camera out to shoot it and I see it in the lens, I'm like, Oh my God, this oh. is going to be so good. Like yeah. it's just, that's our absolute hands down. So that's thing. what excites you. I'll remember that for your next birthday or Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> look at this house, honey. Look, look what you can do to it. Get you in the mood. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Buy me uh, some furniture. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> so furniture you guys have used a lot if you some i we know this answer but like what are your thoughts on virtual staging hmm. is there a place in the market which you would suggest somebody using it at all or what like, i'm not a fan yeah. of virtual staging because i like people walking into the property and seeing what things actually look like yeah how things fit etc hey, save us an answer yeah right? i was just going to say that so you're sorry stealing. so what do you think about <laughs> yeah. julia what do you think about virtual staging so I think it, it, there's a place for it. It gets people in the door, but a lot of staging, like it, it's based on emotion. So like, for example, like a first time buyer or a buyer with a family who's looking to upgrade their home, anyone who's purchasing with um, emotion behind them isn't going to walk through a vacant house and and like be able to see themselves living there and that's exactly what staging does it's like it allows the person to see themselves and their family in that space and virtual staging like i said it, it gets you in the door but that's where it stops um yeah. so and I, I think there's a time and a place for example i i mean what we found a lot recently um is that we're staging a lot of main areas so we'll stage the main floor and yeah. we'll stage a primary bedroom um, and then sometimes if it's like a five bedroom house, I've seen people then stage the second, third and fourth bedrooms, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, or I know you had one recently where it was, you know, there's a tenant inside oh, and you can't we, really we tried cleaning this property. Yeah. And Julia, we went in the next day and like my photographer was like, I thought you had this clean. He had put oh. everything out on the counters and everything was dirty really again. So, yeah. so thank God my photographer was like, okay, yeah. we got him to clean most of the tops. He's like, we can virtually stage this, show people way his bed looks now. And mm -hmm. we did like four or five shots of a virtual stage. Just so in the listing, I said, this is what it potentially could look like because there was already stuff in there anyway. Right. But God, yeah. this guy is filthy. Yeah. Disgusting. Like literally, like we walk in the first time I walked through, I took off my shoes. Like, oh, you don't have to take off your shoes. And I was like, <laughs> I regret it right away. And my feet got soaked. Oh. <laughs> it was, and there was a dog running around. I didn't know if it was pee or what it was. Gross. Uh, That's yeah, probably so. one of our biggest yeah. pet peeves. Yeah. 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 It was gross. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but I, anyway, so virtual staging, I think there's definitely that time and that that place for it mm -hmm. um oh it's funny we get a lot of people in our inbox um not realtors but virtual staging uh, renderings and renderings yeah. and stuff oh if you need anything we're like dude this is like you're this is exactly what we don't want right? yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah totally anyway. i always say this before when i talk to potential buyers and you know what kind of my finger on the pulse i'm an active realtor we have an idea where the market is going usually right but another good indication i say is because of you guys, you know, well, you mm. know where the market is when it's picking up. Cause Natalie say, shit, we have like seven, eight inquiries this week. I'm like, that's good. That means inventory is coming out. So uh, where do you guys in the last couple of weeks, where have you seen the inventory going? Are you even getting more phone calls to say there's going to be more inventory coming up or yeah. Where do you think the market's heading? Basically we've gotten, 
a heck ton of inquiries this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, April, I mean, it was a really busy start and then got a little bit quiet, but May looks like it's going to be super promising. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I think it's come in waves um, for mm-hmm. us this year in particular, uh, but um, busy overall, I would say. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're just going to try, try to wrap this up. It's, you know, believe it or not, time is flying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in your own opinion, where do you guys see Spaces Collective headed in the future? Where you are now and where do you see it going? Uh, so, I personally don't like to think that far in advance. Um, I can tell you where we are sort of in the next year. Um, we like to get our own warehouse space. We'd like to kind of um be in that sort of space and and potentially Natalie and I kind of taking a back seat on um being the faces in terms of physically being on stages mm-hmm. and taking on more of like a managerial role but other than that um still still grinding <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's the biggest thing is just really stepping back from the the day to day installations and managing things on the back end building a great team um, and really just giving them the autonomy to, to, to go ahead and yeah. be creative and, yeah. yeah, and do us proud. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a big challenge because we've been the face and on site every, pretty much every single time, yeah. save for a handful, yeah. a handful of times. So really just educating and conditioning yeah. a lot of our, our clients to understand that it may not be us every time. And that space is collective is really a collective, not just the two of us. Right. Yeah. So the question is like, so as realtors, I've, I've seen even some shitty realtors. So realtors have a little bit of success. All of a sudden they become a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Or some yeah. shitty ones like, I don't want to sell anymore. I want to become a coach or I want to be a team lead. Do you see yourself coaching other, maybe, you know, something that I've never seen before in staging. And it's like, hey, you can potentially start a coaching career and say, here's how you stage. Because there's all their certificates of people. People ask mm-hmm. all the time, like, oh, what kind of certification do you guys have? And we're like, yeah, we just have a good eye and it's, we do this yeah. and that. Yeah. Could you potentially see yourselves running a course and maybe being, you know, being not only just a stager, but a teacher I, of a stager? I, uh, coach it, is a funny, is a funny thing. Um, a mentorship maybe would yeah. be, would kind of be more, you know, what I could, what I could see. Mm. Yeah. Um, but staging is a funny business. Like there's, you know, I don't want to say it's a low barrier to entry, but Really, well, there's nothing stopping anybody from from doing it. Have a little bit of capital to start up and get some furniture and have a good eye. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's or not. a whole or not or this is also true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, you know, there's a there's a big business sense behind it. Um, sure. And I think we've kind yeah. of we've we've learned a lot. We have, and I think that in that information is probably the most valuable. Yes. Yeah. So if somebody is looking to potentially not even just staging business, just the business in general, right? What would you say were your top two things to do, say to do and not to do? So each maybe give you the one things you would absolutely, I'm not saying staging, I'm just saying business in general, Mm -hmm. give me your top thing you would absolutely think to tell them to do and the one thing you would tell them absolutely not to do. Julia, you go first. Absolutely to do, like try to reserve a nest egg. um, And that's like personally or, you know, in a business just to have a little bit of a buffer financially um, to kind of ride you out through those, you know, unexpected, waves and unexpected yeah. uh, turns and in, in the market in our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then absolutely not to do. Mm, it's 
virtual stage. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just anybody in general. Just any business. Anyone, so any, any business. So anybody's looking to start a business, what would you not, if you need to think of it, I ask Natalie. Yeah. Like, so now, what would you say you're going to? I would to? say don't, I, I guess to no, just, just kind your of. No, your start. You say, what would you do? I'm controlling It's kind, of, it's we're, kind we're, of both. We're finishing right. each other's sentences. I know. It's, yeah. it's kind of both. I would say don't wait. So don't wait till the time is perfect. Don't wait till mm. you think yes. you're. Oh, you listen to my. Do you listen to my videos? Is that what? I, know, I, I do that. I say that all the do time. You? Oh yeah. I, I got. I got a lot. Of shit I actually don't think she does. Any videos <laughs> I, don't, I know she doesn't watch. She doesn't watch any of my reels. She doesn't watch any of my videos. She doesn't give a shit about me at all. Listen, to be fair, I don't watch stories, and you know this. You I can, do. You can vouch. They're not stories. They're reels or reels or, or anything. I'm. Hey, anyway, sorry. Don't. Oh, what do you want from me? I know. Anyway, um, well, yeah, I got a ton of like cat. Uh, <laughs> we get memes and videos. <laughs> Check this out. We're sitting there, but she doesn't, she doesn't watch reels. <laughs> I don't listen to reels. I watch cute cats. Oh, right, um, but yeah, don't wait until you think you're absolutely perfect and absolutely ready because you never are. Mm-hmm. And if if you think you are, you're kind of behind the eight ball if you're not willing to yeah. to learn and make mistakes and um, kind of go through those things that make you a better. Yeah, I think that's a major takeaway for sure. Because, yeah. um, you know, anytime that we've, we've, and I think we're a success story, but anytime that we've sort of held back and thought twice about something, it just wasn't, we, we were thinking twice about it for a reason, and it just wasn't the right fit. And then anytime that we've kind of just jumped in head first, you know what, it's, it's always worked out. Um, or it's found, we found a way to, to kind of get it sure. to work out as much as possible. So I think, uh, I think that's sound advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. We'll end with that one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to reach out? On Instagram, you can reach us at spaces.collective. Um, yeah. And then we also have like an inquiry form on our website, uh, spaces.collective.ca. Yeah. So you just submit an inquiry and it's got lots of, drop downs and information if you have a project that you're you're looking to have done. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for coming. Uh, and for your viewers out there, if you like this content, please like and subscribe. We'd love to hear your comments as well. Follow along these <laughs> lovely ladies as well because you know they're dying to hear from you as well. So, uh, and obviously if you want to follow us along on any social media, you can find us everywhere. So, and subscribe also to this podcast if you can anywhere you listen to. We'd love to hear your likes and your shares and just follow along. We'd love to hear from you. Bye for now.